When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Confused Breakfast listeners, this is a quick message for you. I'm literally seconds away from pushing the button to start the intro music. Yeah. But I want to remind you about our favorite whiskey in the entire world, Cedar Ridge. They've been a sponsor of this podcast for a long time now, so you already know everything there is to know about this amazing company. I don't need to tell you they were named Distillery of the Year in 2017. I don't need to tell you that their delicious products include flagship bourbon, quintessential American single malt, and their amazing collaboration with Slipknot. Fuck at it. Which we are drinking right now. I don't need to tell you that you can literally grab a bottle at your local stores all around the Midwest, and if you can't find it, you can directly order it online at cedarridgewhiskey.com. I don't have to tell you any of these things because you already know it. I've been telling you this for months. you got to know by now. So as I cheers my two fucking friends and we consume some incredible Cedar Ridge whiskey before we start this episode, consider buying a bottle. You won't be disappointed, and you'll make us so happy. We're, we are true when we say we think it's the best whiskey. True. Slauncha, start the show. <laughs> Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yeah. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where it can be negative 25 degrees and you don't even leave your house, yeah. but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and watching it when you got home. On this podcast, we revisit visit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me as always, the reigning three-time push cart champions of Iowa, Sean Pryor and AJ Vance. How the heck are you? It's incredibly hard because there's barely any hills in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Really tough to be this good at what we do. Yeah. And when, when you have three years of winter and only one season of summer every year, Right. It's hard to do a, a we, downhill. We should race. have done bobsledding instead. We should have. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are delighted to have you here with us today. If you're new to the podcast, you're at the beginning of an episode where we take a classic movie you love from childhood and give you every single bit of information you could ever need about the movie while dissecting it scene by scene. Ooh, Stay mean. tuned for all the fun. But before we get started, so important here, we have to tell you how to connect and support this free 
and tripling every day growing podcast. You gotta know, please. You gotta know. You gotta give us those reviews on your podcast platform. You're on Apple Podcasts. Hit the five star. Leave a review. If you're on Spotify, like right now, you can just go boop and you can just tap one button while you're listening. While you're listening. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, it means the world to us because you know. We're we're kind of narcissistic, and to know yeah. that you like this, and to know that we're the best, mm-hmm. it makes us run. It yeah. makes us feel we're human. We it's, it's the reason why we do things to entertain you. Yeah, because we're narcissists. I love, it's the I reason love why a, it's the reason why <laughs> Olympic athletes compete in the Olympics Correct. is strictly for themselves. Wheaties boxes, and yes. apparently from our Edge video, what what movie was that? Edge video, the Razor's Edge. What, what movie was Cutting what? Edge? <laughs> You're making edge videos, Sean. Yeah, um, it's it's for the it's for the sex too. Find All Sean on OnlyFans. Yeah. Anyway, Mike, go ahead. <laughs> so leave us those reviews. Also, we have a voicemail three one nine eight zero four ninety five ninety six. We like to honor some of your amazing voices on our show. Let's hear today's episode. Please God. Yeah. All right. So I'm a new fan here from Rhode Island, and just came across the February seventeenth, twenty one episode. The mini bite of the original NES, and mm. I believe you're wrong. I Probably. am unbeatable at Dr. Mario. Oh. Um, I've also stayed in Mike. Mount Pleasant, Iowa, so oh. I know where that is, which is even weirder, being that I'm from Rhode Island and no middle of nowhere towns in Iowa. Wow. Yeah. I will be in Iowa again within a few months, I'm sure. Hit us up. So if you're down for a Dr. Mario competition, <laughs> maybe we can set it up. But yeah, absolutely love the show. Huge fan. Yeah, if you want to call me and I can tell you why I'm that much better at Dr. Mario, uh, feel free to do so. 401. <laughs> oh, and don't play my number on air. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I, I kind of do want this man to come to yeah. Iowa and have a Dr. Mario tournament. I think that'd be good YouTube content. I think that'd it'd be, be fun, man. It'd be important. Yeah, it's, it'd be impo- it's important. It's, it would be an important thing to to hash out because you and my he seems Mike very and you. confident, but we know he's wrong. Right, right. We need to prove this. Yeah, you can't I mean, let this unfettered opinionation thing just go out on the internet. Yeah, like, oh, I'm better than you. No, you came on to our show. <laughs> <laughs> you had the audacity. Friend. I could have played your fucking full uh, number on our yeah, show. That's right. You but know, I did it. Putting a lot out there, there, chief. <laughs> that goes uh, to show too. If you think you know more about the shining than I do, uh, get your fucking facts straight. Do your research. <laughs> research. Yeah, do your research, okay? Inform yourself. Anybody out there, challenge us. We'll do it. These yeah. gold medals going to our heads, baby. <laughs> Boom, baby. <laughs> Thanks for calling, buddy. That's yeah. awesome. And last but not least, two important websites to bookmark and go visit. Patreon.com slash Breakfast. Second website. We are now on YouTube. Uh, we have a brand new channel. Jeremy is the one filming this and making it fantastic. And he loves seeing your comments come in and your subscribes coming in. And it's really what fuels the man behind the screen so check us out everything you would ever need confusebreakfast.com type it in or go to the episode notes for a link yeah dude all right boys time to introduce today's movie on this episode we discuss a movie that made us want to travel to jamaica and avoid calgary at all costs (laughs) a movie that taught us to follow your dreams even if you had to make a quick switch and do something that you know absolutely nothing about the second best disney movie ever which coincidentally makes it the second best olympic Olympic movie. Mm. See if you can see where I'm going on that one. I get you. We are, of course, talking about 1993's Cool Running. (laughs) 
And for those of you looking to get a refresher on the movie quick, Disney Plus streaming this as of the recording of the episode in the beginning of January 2022, the year of our Lord and Savior, Holly Selassie. Uh, so we're moving on. <laughs> Holly Selassie. Rastafari. Uh, in order to properly dissect and review this movie with a modern eye, again, we must first dissect this with pure nostalgia. Break it down. So, AJ, we're going to start with you. Tell us the first time you saw the movie. Tell us all about that nostalgic rating. Disney Channel, baby. Yeah, baby. Disney yeah, Channel, baby. That's all I got to say, I guess. That's all I can oh. think of. I always loved it because I loved John Candy. And again, in my young younger years brain, I just thought John Candy was Uncle Buck. And then he was just <laughs> doing Uncle, Bunk, uh, Uncle Buck <laughs> adventures, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so he just happened to be uh, in Jamaica this time around. Um, but but I, I, loved, I loved this movie. Um, I thought it was super fun um, when I was a kid. And... I guess giving it a rating, I'd probably rate rate this somewhere around ooh six point nine. Six point nine or Sean, Sean, what about you, bud? Uh, yeah, this is. I don't know if I saw it on Disney Channel. I must have, but I definitely saw the VHS down in my uncle's basement while they were all drinking, and me and my brother just wanted to watch, you know, Richie Rich or Cool Runnings. <laughs> um, so I that's when I first saw it. <laughs> Those two movies. Yeah, just painting a picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I, I I liked it back then. Obviously, John Candy's you can't get any better than that. Like yeah. it's it when, whenever he's on screen, it's a good movie. Um, and so probably back then, I probably would have said, uh, yeah, I like it. It's a good movie. Six, sixer for Sean. For Six me, out of ten. Uh, this was this was a big movie for me. I, I used to watch it all the time. It was one of those movies where my parents got smart. We would rent it continuously from from the <laughs> rental place yeah. to where they're like, we should just buy this. Yeah. <laughs> so they bought the VHS copy. We had it. Do you guys it just want this? Do you guys just want to watch just, this? I'll just give time? it to you. But it was one of the movies where uh, my parents bought a Dodge Caravan, a little minivan, and we would take a lot of travel trips back and forth from St. Louis where I had moved to Iowa, and we had the nice little VHS. Oh, yeah. TV combo mm. that plugged into the cigarette lighter. Yep. This was one of the movies we always watched. Always um, funny, touching, amazing soundtrack. We will get into that. Mm, like, yeah. This is one of my, I just ordered this on vinyl. It seems nice. to be the oh, theory wow. that the movie we do, I'm like, oh, got to order oh, that soundtrack on vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> I mean, thank, God those, thank God for those boutique labels out there, like Waxwork and shit like that. Yeah, always doing these kinds of movies. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like a nostalgia rating. I'm like an 8.8. That puts it at a 7.23 uh -huh. for nostalgic rating, which ties with Christmas Story. That seems to be kind of... Huh. So right about the middle of the pack for nostalgic rating yeah. uh, for this movie. Okay. Yeah. So next, we'd like to lock down all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Set the stage. Sean, that's your job. What do you got? Here we go. Produced by Don Steele and Chris Melodendry. You got it. Cool, man. <laughs> Music by Hans Zimmer, dudes. Yeah. Cool? Can you believe it? My no God. <laughs> Cinematography by Fed Fedden Papa Michael. Mm -hmm. Editing by Bruce Green. Story by Lynn Seifert and Michael Ritchie. Screenplay by Lynn Seifert, Tommy Swerdlow, Michael... Goldberg. <laughs> You're killing it. You're doing really good. <laughs> Directed great, by man. John Turtletob. To he likes totals. Totals. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're having a good time. It's, it's fun. It's really fun. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> 
podcast. Doug E. Doug, Leon, Raul D. Lewis, Malik Yoba, Raymond J. Berry, Peter Outerbridge, and as opposed to enter, and <laughs> our Lord and Savior, John Candy. JC. Early in the script writing, it was said the film was not funny enough and lacking key elements that would make it work. The film was originally supposed to be a more serious sports movie, having the working title of Blue Mega? Before John Zertletop signed on to direct, Jeremiah Chechik was on board to direct, but moved on to make Benny and June, which he would also make A Christmas Vacation. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's a recent movie for us. Yeah, one getting replaced by, uh, you know what? <laughs> Disney originally wanted Kurt Russell for the role <laughs> of Coach Blitzer, but John oh, Candy. Oh, damn. Yeah, right? Okay. But John Candy personally insisted on portraying the coach and agreed to take a pay cut just to do the film. Sounds very He's John Candy. He's the best man, man. God damn it. What a wonderful person. Cuba Gooding Jr., Denzel Washington, Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, Marlon Wayans, and Tupac Shakur were all considered for the bobsled team. Well, Cuba couldn't do it because it's in Jamaica. He's doing <laughs> sled dogs so. instead. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that's, yeah. 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 Okay. Yes, of course. Yeah, got, I saw where you're going with that. Okay. <laughs> Let it go. I don't. I don't like any of those choices for this movie. No. I mean, this feels like it needed to be the cast that it was. I agree. It just feels like. I mean, I th- obviously they were aiming for a movie that they wasn't like just a Disney title. They were yeah. aiming for like high, you know, like high yeah. studio kind of stuff. So we'll get Denzel Washington. Yeah. It's, like, it's just not <laughs> no. going to happen. I know. Uh, the film was <laughs> shot in Calgary and Jamaica in February and March of 1993. Released on October 1st of 1993, the film debuted at number three and gained 154856263 worldwide. And that's what I have so far. You know what I've started to notice uh, when since we've been doing the show that other countries will just change the names of movies? We've, we've had yeah. that come up where they're like, oh, but it was called this in, in our country. Right. right. First of all, I don't understand how you can just change the name of a movie based on what country it is. But this one had two different. This was known as the Rasta Rocket in mm. France, and it was known as Cold Buttocks in Norway. <laughs> I like that one. I, I feel like. <laughs> I like that one. I feel like I'm into that, right? Like, oh, I can't buttocks. imagine like a, a family in Norway just being like, hey, want to pop on Cold Buttocks? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's one of our favorite movies. So does that mean that like in the middle of the movie when he's like we're gonna call it cool runnings they were like we're gonna call it cold buttocks cold buttocks and they're like yeah good uh, good name i like that <laughs> i like that that's a title that should sell <laughs> so uh, so th- this isn't in the back corner of family video where there's like other buttock movies no no okay got How it, dare got you. it. okay <laughs> no well before we get into aj segment we want to tell you about a cool new sponsor that we have this is actually going to be a super fun kind of process actually because yes. you essentially get to come along with us on the journey we got contacted by a company called felix gray yeah if you haven't heard of them they make blue light filtering glasses yep. these lenses are made to essentially like filter out the blue light wavelengths that come from all of our screen times right our phones, our TVs, our computers. And like, I'm really glad they reached out. I mean, because we're, we're getting a couple pairs in the mail. They're on the way. We haven't got them yet, but I've been noticing that I'm getting 
a lot more headaches. Like the yeah. longer I sit at my computer editing these episodes, making TikToks, I just seems like by the end of it, I'm getting these headaches and like my sleep patterns are kind of weird mm-hmm. the last couple months. Cause I find myself laying in bed with my phone right up to my face, watching a movie, <laughs> which like can't be good. Right. And we know that this is from blue light. Like right. this blue light causes all these issues among even worse conditions. They're thinking we also know we're not getting rid of our screens anytime soon. Like that's not going to happen. I mean, how much time do you spend in front of a screen in your day? Yes. A lot. So getting a pair of these glasses is something I'm legitimately excited to try out. They're in the mail right now. We're going to report back to you with some honest, true results. Uh, But if you're like us, you're pretty confident this is going to be awesome. So these affordable, stylish glasses will be a game changer. Go check them out. Uh, Non-prescription and prescription available, which is pretty cool. That is really cool. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash confused. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash confused. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. Felix Gray gra- <laughs> grasses. Damn, I was doing so good. You were doing so good, Michael. <laughs> Felixgrayglasses.com slash confused. Hell yeah. All right, so before we get into the scene-by-scene film review, AJ does some research for us, hooks us up with ratings, reviews. Uh, we got to know. Let's let's hear all about this. All right, there, Tomato meter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait for it, Mike. What the fuck? Go ahead. The tomato meter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Can't wait for our first live show when everybody <laughs> does that. <laughs> uh, this is this is an interesting one actually on the tomato meter because it's certified fresh, but at probably one of the lower ones I've seen. Okay, seventy six percent. Seventy six certified fresh. Yeah. Where do you think that com- that comes in? Right about middle of the pack of all the movies we've done. Tomato meter is tied with Goonies. Damn. Okay, so that's critically thinking. They the critics think Goonies and Cool Runnings is the same. Okay, wow. Okay, all right. Okay, just, just throw that out there. Sure. Okay, eighty-one percent. The audiences uh, agreed to for the most part, but a little bit more. They a little did, higher. Oh, a little I higher. like it. I like it a little bit more oh. there, Raj. If we're going to IMDb, it's a seven point zero out of ten. Seven out of ten. That's pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. Seven is there's actually listen to these movies that are all sevens that we've reviewed. Bill and Ted, Uncle Buck, Monster Squad. Hmm. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean it's good yeah. company. That's it's perfect. To that be is in. like the the spot, the sweet spot for like a cult movie, I feel yeah. like. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say here, fellas, we've got some, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of praise, uh, honestly, from our critics. Uh, we have Washington Post said a wholesome, engaging, frequently hilarious, ultimately inspirational film. They nice. give it a ninety out of a hundred. Damn, yep. you know, it's pretty, wow. pretty, pretty standard, I suppose. That's uh, wild stuff. There. They also the Telegraph said, uh, "Cool Runnings is a charming tale of determined underdogs with plenty of laughs, moments of real tension, and five engaging performances." Mm. And then we got to we got to have a few uh, amazing, perfectly eloquent. <laughs> Google reviews. Some some Debbie Downers. <laughs> this is a, this is this is a one star view uh, that that came uh, a year ago. Listen up from Travis Newquist, and he of course, he Travis. said Travis Travis had the audacity to say at a one star review, movie was great. Would watch again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
I like to so. think no, I like to think that the, that we've gotten a few one stars. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think that they just forgot to hit the fight. Like right. you know, they just didn't know that they had to select they the star missed. rating. Yeah, they I made it. So. <laughs> I hope to fuck. So Oh, but one means best. Oh yeah. shit. Oh, that's weird. Uh, well, three three months ago, uh, Keanu, but not Reeves, uh, Keanu uh, Melandish. No one else is named Keanu. <laughs> this person's called Keanu Melandish. One star three months ago. The music, the movie was boring. Okay, thank you very much, but make it better. We can't make it better. We already made it. We need to make it better. Let's do some reshoots, like the entire movie. Let's just reshoot it and make it better, guys. Can, they, we, just, can we just do that? Can they do, like, Wet Hot American Summer and just shoot it with the same people? Just, like, way yeah. older? Do a, do a prequel, but the same actors 20 years later? <laughs> yes, they can definitely do that. Make uh, it better. Uh, we got to... <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, dude. I know. <laughs> Uh, a year ago, three star review came on through. I watched this on Friday night. It was a good movie. That's it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Someone legitimately hey. took time out of their day. To be like, I need to tell people as a decent oh, way shit. to spend a Friday night. Uh, That's while, good. While diving through this, I, I come to realize that Cool Runnings must also be a storefront somewhere because there was there's a lot of people who are sitting there and saying. Your store, there's no mask being worn in your store. <laughs> a lot of I Yelp prefer reviews. to w- shop at Walmart where people care about other people. And there's another one that's sure. like the, the bald headed lady was being really rude. <laughs> bald headed lady? <laughs> yeah, in your store. And I, so there's so a cool running store. There's a store. cool running store somewhere that's just getting hated you're on. You're getting some negative reviews. You might want to take a step back and see what you can do about that. I I'm, like to think that oh. people went to IMDb <laughs> to review. The Cool Running Store. <laughs> that would and, be wonderful. And vice versa. <laughs> Somebody reviewed the movie on their website. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. We're a store. We're a store. <laughs> I love how John Candy was there. All right. I'll give you an actual. This is an actual negative review. Thank you. In fact, the only one-star review that actually exists on IMDb. Okay. That Let's was roast this out. bitch. <laughs> uh, this is cool. Shouldn't be used with this movie. <laughs> This was uh, an October 10th, 1999. So they probably just got done watching The Matrix and then watched this and uh, were like, oh, yeah, this doesn't hold a candle yeah. to The Matrix. I hope they tune into this podcast. They're going to be in for a <laughs> So October 10th, Dark 10 said, this movie was awful. Just flat out lame. I didn't want to see it when it came out in theaters. Thank God I didn't waste my money. And I ended up seeing it on video with a friend that had it. I was around 13 when I saw it, and I still thought it was lame then. Not funny, not cool. Mm, no, nothing in there is an actual review. It's nothing. It's not even a review. No, it didn't say why no. it wasn't cool. No, it's just not cool. And we do understand that the cool's not referring to like cool. It's, it's cool. like cold, right? You are know we, what? There are wasn't we referring even referring to that, or there wasn't even that much running, <laughs> other than at the start. <laughs> So this movie couldn't even be cool or really running. <laughs> Robert Pattinson wasn't even there, and, and he's pretty cool. They, so they only ran for like thirty seconds. <laughs> there it is. Is that all you got? That's my guy, guys. 
Well, my dudes, what do you say? We take our podcasting talents to the Olympics by hiring a washed-up coach, practicing in the wrong climate and with the wrong gear, and then diving headfirst into the world of Olympic bobsledding. Uh-huh. Feel the rhythm. Feel, Feel the rhyme. rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Karate. <laughs> So Doris Manick is training for the 1988 Olympic Games and hopes to be a gold medal winner just like his father. Before his trial run, Doris visits his friend Sanka Coffee, who is competing in a pushcart derby. Later that day, during Doris's qualifying race, he is accidentally tripped by another racer and does not qualify for the Olympics. He confronts the head of the Olympic Committee about a second chance, but he is denied. Before you go anywhere, you did say derby as as, derby. Le, as Leon says it. Derby, derby, derby. derby. I love that. So I just <laughs> want to give you praise. Derby. <laughs> uh, great opening already. Kick-ass fucking reggae song with a sunrise oh, yeah. in the background. So badass. I will actually challenge any of you to just. Uh, I'm sure. I like. I said. I ordered the vinyl. Uh, that that it is an existing soundtrack, and it's really good. Yeah. If yeah. you're gonna go on like a tropical vacation, or it's warm where you live, or you just want some good vibes, it's the Di- it's Disney version of reggae music. So yeah. like, if you're not a, a reggae head, but you want to like get some good vibes, it's a really good soundtrack. I, I love reggae, and I'm glad to hear that you do yeah. too. Like, I, and later on in this. Sound- soundtrack you'll hear some bob marley oh, cover of bob marley yes. it up. Yep. uh i love hearing it. it just makes me fucking happy it does it just makes me really really happy it's that jamaican culture that they are very good to capitalize on that that just feel good the islands the mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah reggae you know i mean it's it, it starts you off right away in this great vibe but i have a question if you're let's say you're a hundred meter sprinter which Derese is mm-hmm. I would assume that your training would be just running the 100 meters over and over and over, right? Sure. Like not, just running not. 100 meters and going back and starting over again instead of just like a long-distance jog around town? Uh, am I am I weird and thinking like I'm not endurance. a runner, but you don't really need the endurance, right? You need 10 seconds. That's Sorry, true. 9 9. You need 9 9. 9.9 seconds better than endurance. his dad. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Well, but like, if I guess he likes running. Look, like people like, like running. Mike, you live the life, okay? When you're going to the Olympics, you live right? the life. You live the life. <laughs> you <laughs> show that off means, that backside. That is right. <laughs> hey, cat calling fruit women. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Sign oh, me yeah. up. I wish I had that around here. <laughs> be a lot of encouragement. That's the narcissist talking. You know, <laughs> we, we need them reviews. Pump those up. We need those reviews. <laughs> Say that our backsides are fire. <laughs> Even though we sit on them, I, you're right. Though you're living that life, you live the life, man. You're, you're out like he's already mentally in the Olympics. Yeah, he's he's making his appearances around town, so people are like, "That's that guy that's going to the Olympics." Yeah, exactly. People, everybody knows him. Everybody, everybody knows, knows he's going to win the race. True. Yeah, everybody knows that he's going to the Olympics. They probably know who his father is too. And like what we yeah. find out later on, right? They know that his father was in the Olympics and stuff like that. Well, yeah. He clearly inherited a fuck ton of money because it's implied. This is the first time I've ever realized this that he's a school teacher it's she says his wife before he goes on a run says well you should be grading papers or something like oh, that wow, i never but caught that did you see their house it's yeah. like right on the water the most go- so like yeah he's i think he's living off of his dad's uh, old glory man all right that's what i'm thinking uh, hey why weedy not? box money weedy box. get that weedy <laughs> yeah, box yeah right. right that's right get that weedy just box. saying damn uh we go from very happy to to be honest 
fucking heartbreaking, man. Yeah. This the race scene. Is, oh, you're already going to the race scene? I was. I'm there. You I, can't go to the race scene yet. Come on. We got. Go we got. No, back. we can go come, back. You want to no, go push cart? I want to talk go, push cart. Let's real go push. Let's push cart. All I want to talk about is how there ain't no fucking way this push cart race is happening in 2022. <laughs> 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 they're like, they're riding yeah. these rickety ass cars down, oh, no. and then you get like a kid, a kid to go head first in the front of the. What is the point? True. Yeah. What's the point of the secondary person on a push cart? I know nothing about push cart races. Well, I mean, it looks like. It reminds me of like uh, little rascals, kind of. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, you know what I mean. <laughs> At the same time, you're, it's like it's San, it's San, but Sanka is not the only adult in this, right? It seems like everyone else is an adult, and they also have an adult on the front of the they sled, have, but he's got a little kid on the front. Okay, okay. Sanka, Sanka. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I don't know. I just, this is. I'd like to think it would be canceled. No, it's too dangerous. <laughs> it's this is way too dangerous. This is too dangerous for those kiddos. I'm sorry. You're right. I mean, there, there's not enough pads being had. Oh. Like, no, you're right. This is canceled. We we are introduced to probably, I mean, it's sin to say that John Candy can be taught by anybody else, but Dougie Doug I think he's the in best. this role is Dougie so Doug good. Is phenomenal. <laughs> he's sometimes slightly too much, sometimes... He can he but, can ham it up and everything but, here and there, but it totally it's it's like a Disney Channel original, yeah. and I, I there's a place for those, and I I like that. He was always thing. my favorite character growing up. He's still my favorite character. Yeah. yeah, upon critical rewatch. Yeah, he he is he is funny. He is the comic relief. Obviously, he is that goddamn egg that he's kissing. Lucky <laughs> egg. It's just, who's kissing that egg? Come on. No, no, uh, no. Is that going to go bad egg. at some point? Yes. And apparently it was made out of rubber. Is it hard-boiled? Just a rubble, rubber egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, even then, I'm like, I'm definitely not kissing a rubber egg. I don't know where you put that. Uh, he puts it next to his other eggs is where he apparently <laughs> keeps it. <laughs> I'll lead you to the most heartbreaking point here, okay? Right. Because there is some comic relief. One of my favorite reactions of Sanka's is when they're at the race yeah. and he's like, I'm, I'm more worried about big baldy over, over there. <laughs> and and when Yul Brenner does his thing, they cut back to Sanka. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm terrified of that man. It's a great oh, comic yeah. re- relief from him throughout oh, yeah. the whole movie. Oh yeah. He, he, he's relieving the tension yes. the whole time. Yes. Uh, like I say, sad moment, guys. I like. Well, I like how Junior, uh, like immediately, like I fucking like this guy Hell so yeah. much. Yeah. He's like, oh man, it'd be an honor to race with you. I can't wait to like. I hope. I hope we both get in. It'd be cool. And then he turns to Yule Brenner. Yule Brenner, and he's like, I must break you. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know? it, he's just the J- Jamaican, like Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. Oh my god. Just like, Yule Brenner is the Jamaican <laughs> Ivan Drago. <laughs> He's, don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Um, I don't know if you guys read this or not, but the way that uh, um, Raldi Lewis got the role, he was he was just like a kind of a, a off-screen uh, helping hand for the film, oh. really, before they started filming and everything. And um, he was just kind of reading people's lines and, and saying them back and forth, just like giving uh, like actual actors who were cast already something to talk to. Um, and then they liked him so much. They was like, you just got to be in this movie, dude. Really? Like, yeah. We, and so they just threw him in. That's great. Yeah. I, th- I think he's great. Cause once we get to the four people together, they're all so different. You've got this 
Darius, confident leader. Yeah. You've got Yul Brenner clearly with a terrible backstory. Yeah. Whatever has happened to him has been real bad. Unfortunate. Yeah, and we don't even need to go in. No. Like, we don't know, but we know he's had a bad life, and he's right. got that tough exterior. Sanka doesn't give a shit. Right. He's all about smoking ganja, <laughs> which they don't put in the Disney movie. No. Uh, and then, yeah, and then um, Junior Bevel is just like, looking for friends yeah. and like a, a normal life. He's had a un- completely abnormal, rich True. life his whole time. Absolutely. And it's so cool to have them all come together. It's very Disney. Yes, absolutely. All right. Now talk about so your heartbreak. sad story. <laughs> Wait, well, one more thing. I want to that- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just saying like, like they shoot this in slow motion and it's like, you can watch the train crash before it yeah. happens. Yeah. And like junior just starts to fumble and it's all, it's all very believable. Yeah. Like it all looks very real. Yeah. And because we know, everybody knows, like everybody knows before the audience knows that Darius is going to the Olympics. Yeah. And then he's not. <laughs> and then I, then I, I can't help but think to myself, and he's like watching the people who finished the race, Dude, basically. That's like, the shot yeah. that fucks me that up. And then they like, come back. The dirt on his face. Yep. And like they come back waving the, like the flag kind of like they were just like they're going to be going. And those guys are going. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, but Jamaica, you shouldn't let those guys go. You should not let those guys go. You should find out every way you can to cheat and yeah. do another race. Yeah, you should redo this race. Like <laughs> you, you had three people, and and the people that you, the guys, that one of the guys you know at is going. At least one of those guys. At least one of maybe those. Dudes. T- maybe Yule Brenner's going. If they're if they tripped up Darius, they, they had to have been close. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you just have to think to yourself: it's like you're going to send those guys on technicality. To the Olympics to represent you, I don't, I don't like. And like one race, in, one, on one, one race. qualifying race is gonna is gonna say it, you know. And then they have to go qualify for the Olympics. No, that what the right? way I d- determined it was this was the final. These were the final eight racers. The, with the top three, will be going to the Olympics of this race. Like this is the final qualifier, and then they go to the they at least go okay. to the Olympics. There they go. I've been watching a documentary called Icarus on Netflix. It's all about the Russian doping scandal from oh, the Olympics shit. of past years. Okay, mm-hmm. like if this had happened in Russia, they would be like race race happens again. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Uh, somebody was. Yep. It no just, big deal. It until, just goes again until who they want. Until to win. who they want to win. It just yeah, goes. I again. mean, like it. it th- you're right. If if any way they could have cheated, they should have done it. Well, <laughs> Jamaicans have way too much integrity to they just do, do that. Exactly. They're good people. <laughs> That's what it is. I think like right behind them is a sign that says like Jamaica is all about integrity. Yeah. Like, before they even start, Jamaica raining. plays yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. um, rules are rules. Jamaica. I'll just say how. Uh, Yul Brenner, uh, what's his uh, actor name? Does anybody know? Malik Yakba. Yakoba? Malik Yoba. Yoba. Um, The way he was cast is also interesting as well, is because he really wanted the part and was like dying for it. And so they they auditioned him and like they were doing the audition process for everybody else too. But he made a song for about the bobsledding team that that actually happened and. Uh, brought that to his audition, and that's oh what got him cast. We and got it, the one, actually, the one, Junior. It's actually in the movie. Fosses of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters. Yep. So 
Go to Olympics, five for Jamaica. Yul Brenner wrote the song that he didn't want to sing in the first cool. place. Cool. Exactly. That's badass. <laughs> yeah, super badass. Also, the name Yul Brenner is an actual actor's name. He's a Russian actor. He's yeah. in the Magnificent Seven. He's uh, in, he's Ten, yeah. Commandments, Ten Commandments, King and I, the West original World. Westworld. Yes. I remember my dad would laugh so hard. They, they'd be like, Yul right. Brenner? And, I know. And they all kind of went like, Yul Brenner? I, and I never understood why, yeah. why is that a weird name. And my dad would always laugh. So full well knowing, yeah, oh yeah, it's that it's that weird exotic. I never actor noticed guy. it when I was a kid. Yeah. And then this Brenner. time I'm like, oh, I fucking know that name now because yeah. I'm a snob cinema person. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a- Yule Yule Brenner? Yeah. <laughs> they all kind of do that look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's pretty awesome. Listen up, confused breakfast land. This is Mike, and I have a giant beard. I haven't had a clean shaven face in 10 years, and I like it that way. But that being said, for as much as I love having facial hair, I'm not a big fan of hair in other places. It's weird how times have changed, though, over the last couple decades, right? You know, the the pubes go away, the beard comes out to play. I feel like that's the difference between, like, the 80s and now, but whatever. But, like, it used to be so awkward figuring out what to use down there. Like, do you want to use the same trimmer as on your face or, like, a pair of scissors? Tweezers? What do you use? It all sounds so... That sounds so dangerous. It does. But luckily, a shining beacon of hope has arrived on the men's below-the-waist grooming front. They are called Manscaped, and now we don't have to ask awkward questions anymore. We don't have to be experimental with taking care of that private area downstairs. I'm so grateful that Manscaped has spent the time to develop and create these unbelievable products to make this a fun and easy experience. They've thought of everything. Advanced skin-safe technology, Upgraded trimmer with travel lock, 4,000K LED spotlights. That's a lot of Ks. That's a lot of Ks. <laughs> Customizable guard lengths, wireless charging, as well as formulated wipes, gels, and washes. We haven't steered you wrong yet, have we? Mm-mm. Trust us. Your balls will thank you. Get your 20% off and free shipping with the code CONFUSED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code CONFUSED at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yo, this is Dougie Doug, actor, producer, director, entrepreneur, world-class figure skater, and Olympic bobsledder, a.k.a. otherwise known as Sanka, the greatest pushcart driver in all of Jamaica. I want to congratulate the Confused Breakfast Podcast for its success and uh, nothing but peace on your journey and cool runnings. All right, so let's move this on. So Doris learns about a man named Irving Blitzer who tried to turn Doris's father into a bobsledder. He takes Sanka to go meet Irv Blitzer and convinces him to train them to bobsled. The next day, they try to get two more teammates and have to settle with Junior Bevel, the man who tripped Doris in the race, as well as Yule Brenner, another racer who was tripped. The team begins training, which initially does not go well, but they slowly improve. Ice? Ice? He's so good. Sanka. <laughs> Sanka's the best because he like he, he he does that thing where he's like, you got to tell me that we've been through a whole heap mm-hmm. together. Well, he and then he says, nah, not a chance. No. <laughs> <Ice>. <laughs> well, but then he even goes, he even goes, I didn't hear this when I was a kid. He goes, so let's talk about the bill sled team. Bob sled. Whoever it is. Ice. <laughs> who's push? Who's the best push cart driver ever? You're looking at him. So are you with me? No. no. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I love that about him. But too. why did Darius choose bobsledding, right? Actually, I want to point this out. I was really mad. I never knew this as a kid, but this time around, I was like, what What are they talking about? So this is 1987, and he's training to go to the Summer Olympics. But then right. he, but then they're like, oh, well, you can wait three months and go to the Winter Olympics. I'm like, That's not how that works. No, yeah. This is continuity error. The Olympics are t- two years then it's the next, then it's the then summer, it's, then two then years, then the winter. Winter, yeah. I was so mad about, like, how, come on, you could fix this. This is so dumb. But I went back, and so in 1992, there was a Winter Olympics, and then in 1994, there was the Lilyhammer Winter Olympics in order to to create the every two years thing. Mm. Really? They, they realized, like, this is kind of dumb. Why don't we do them every two years? They were initially on the same year. Oh. Winter and Summer Olympics were the same gotcha. year. And then they eventually threw yeah, in. because why uh, wouldn't they be? Uh, yeah, right? But now they're like, no, let's do it every other two years so that the networks can have a relief from, sure. from like, Olympics. And, and people can train. So people it. can train and stuff. So I was really put off about that. But now there you go. There's your answer. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes so sense. there really was an 88 summer and an 88 winter. Uh, Irv Blitzer. Disheveled John Candy, dude. Disheveled, five o'clock shadow, John Candy. Bookie. Basically, Uncle Buck, who decided exactly. to cut his losses and just go to Jamaica, <laughs> right? I mean, this is this Got is great. Got rid of Shanice. Yeah. <laughs> Came to Jamaica. I don't want to work. The only problem is he can't, there's not much bowling down there, it seems like. Nope, but nope. He can't bring a, his boat. It's, Jamaica's a mountainous island. You yeah. can't bring that boat of a car down there. Right, exactly. <laughs> you got to get like a geo tracker or something <laughs> yes, like that. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I love his introduction. Uh, mm-hmm. for John Candy, uh, where he and he and it's just he's sitting there <laughs> listening to the races, the horse races. The horses. Like, yes, 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 tumbleweed, yes, tumbleweed, tumbleweed. Yes. yes, tumbleweed, no, tumbleweed, <laughs> <laughs> no. I like how the radio kind of talks back at him. He's like, You'd be a fool to even think that tumbleweed could even win this race. <laughs> uh huh, uh huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he's beating the radio. <laughs> John Candy looked. We, we've been doing so many John Candy movies, and it's a lot in the earlier in his career. And this, like, took me aback a little bit. Like, he looked rough in this movie. Yeah. He looked bigger than he'd been. Uh, in fact, they've got that scene later on where he's inside of the bug. Like, they're pushing him in the right. car. Oh, yeah. And you're like, the whole thing. holy shit, man. And so, like, I'm, of course, I got to look. I'm like, how soon was this? And it, uh, five, this movie came out. He died five months later. It was his wow. last big movie that he completed. He had a couple then he, release after yep, this. Wagons then. East and Canadian Bacon right. were in like uh, production. He he wasn't finished with them yet. Okay. But he look man, he does like look pretty pretty rough in the, and it kind of makes me sad cuz we've been like almost going through the John Candies. Yeah, yeah. You're like, "Oh no. Here the John Candies. Oh, he's uh, no, he's going to die. No. Yeah, I, I miss you, John Candy. I don't like that. It's it's a really cool almost kind of final role for him though to just kind of take the backseat on this one a little bit. Yeah. And let the four bobsledders yeah. kind of shine, and then him just kind of enhance everything. It's, it's kind of a cool trajectory, and I know that it's heartbreaking, but it's also kind of heartwarming in the fact yeah. that it's just like, uh, and the the fact that he demanded or he was rallying for himself to get this role. Like, no, not Kurt Russell. He's yeah, gonna, he's gonna be in another Disney movie that's gonna be on ice. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take this one because I fuck. He, like, he loved it. Like Canada, yeah. you know, he's from Canada. Um, I think 
I think that's just kind of commendable to just kind of be like, I'm not the star of this one, but I kind of want to, I need to be a part of this because I yeah. love it so much. And Absolutely. Well, I reached out to, that's that's a perfect segue. I reached yes. out to Dougie Doug actually, and I, I wanted to see if he would maybe answer some questions. I, I told him about how much we love John Candy yeah. and, and the podcast. And I said, just tell us, I thought he'd maybe tell us a fun story about John Candy. And what he told us was so awesome. Let's play the, here, I'll play the clip right now so you can hear this. Boom. Uh, I want to talk about my movie called Runnix, and uh, I want to tell you a lovely story about the great John Candy, who also starred in that movie. Uh, he was a lovely man. Uh, we went to his hotel room very early in the uh, filming of the movie, and uh, I don't know if this was a ritual of his, but he took each individual character of ours and played a song that he thought basically represented what that character meant and who the character was. And so it was great uh, acting, deconstructing, analytical work that we did together. Also, while we had uh, uh, drinks and, and, and jokes and fun. Um, and at the end of it, he sa- he played uh, what he's um, a song that he thought summarized the whole movie, which was the Rolling Stones. Uh, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> uh, so he played that for us. It was uh, just fantastic to get insight into not only his process, but his spirit. Uh, he was a very, very warm, very real, uh, very embracing person. Uh, and uh, he talked a great deal about, because uh, uh, we were having some problems with the studio, kind of understanding the value of the film at that time. And uh, he was explaining to him, to us, what he thought the value of the film was and what the meaning of the film was and the importance of the film. And... Uh, I, you know, it was it was amazing how prescient, and uh, uh, he he was because obviously it was a f- it is a film that has impacted the world and and four generations. Yeah, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, basically t- takes what we already know about John Candy and takes it to a whole nother level about him picking the songs for him the, and the yeah. fact that he like brought them into the hotel room and was just like hey like hanging out and then Doug, as Dougie Doug says like drinking a little bit you know? <laughs> like I love that aspect yeah. um but then like he, he's like he played them the song you can't always get what yeah. you want what you thought was you know the the pinnacle of this movie which totally makes sense it once makes we get so to the end sense. absolute sense yeah uh, I, just, just so cool and and so cool of, of Dougie Doug to tell us that story I mean you could tell he felt something special about that. Definitely. And he's like, ah, yeah, I really got to tell this story. And I didn't know that. And I thought that was so awesome. Yeah, that was awesome that he would do that for us and send that out to us. Like, Dougie Doug, baby. We'll probably be doing more John Candy, but <laughs> I'm not going to cry in this one. I'm not. not. So shut, it, shut up. I'm not going <laughs> to So there, there are some things we'll start bringing up here uh, that – I there not much of this movie was a true story, <laughs> right? Uh, like there, that is important to note, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> There's some important things. I thought this was gospel when yeah. I was a kid, and you start reading about what really happened, and yeah. it was not that close. So the the way the way this happened was two in real life, two American businessmen had the idea of Jamaican sprinters being bobsledders, but they couldn't get any track stars to join. So they just hired two guys from the military. They're just like, oh, you two guys, so you want to do this? Okay, cool. And they they competed, competed in the two-man bobsled, yeah. and then later on said, oh, let's bring two more guys on to do the four-man. So there was no Irv Blitzer. Yeah. Yeah. There was no famous track 
track star that had a son that turned into a sprinter. That yeah, none, none, that was all made up to enhance this story. Okay, which is great. I mean, it, yeah. it's a better story. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it is a story too about inclusion, which like it wasn't a thing at the time when that real story is happening too. But like, just the fact, and we'll get to the end. But like, a lot of the uh, crash footage is actually real yeah oh, God. and so that's a little heartbreaking to see too you know <laughs> yeah and all the i mean all that shit's fucking brutal if we're gonna get to like yeah. when, when they're showing the whole like classroom of people yeah area you guys that, are there? I, oh i'm there okay and i i have to say i think this is probably one of the funniest things this is this scene is all cartoon to me like this is a cartoon <laughs> this is like some some sort of like looney tunes scene because it's just this full room people want to go to the olympics they have the potential like the respanning is going to be there yeah. like oh man like this is a big deal this is real guys like there we got a DeRice shot wants me he, yeah he wants us to be there for and for him be part of his team are you kidding <laughs> and then they get there and they're watching this. you're on the air sled god <laughs> <laughs> and watching this like 19 Fifty forties, like <laughs> thirty. <laughs> the bobsled. <laughs> a beautiful contraption made out of mostly fossil wood. Mostly <laughs> dead people. <laughs> and they're just like like you have John Candy who's kind of narrating you have a four man team. Uh, and you're gonna go go down this ice, and it's just a death trap. And then they flip on the lights, and there's nobody there. <laughs> you, ha- you have expected to see a chair spinning and a yeah, cloud exactly. of smoke out the window. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. I just thought it was super fucking funny. Yul Brennan is still there. He's he there. walks in. He walks late. in yeah. late, and and uh, he's like wondering what's going on. Look, and then, it's Baldy. <laughs> Will you keep it down? <laughs> yeah, no, Jesus Christ. Will you please you see how on edge he was at the race? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get Junior who comes in too. He's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm late." Did I miss they, the meeting? They see each other. He sits down, like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see oh God, the interaction of between the teammates is very believable mm-hmm. between the actors and everything. I I love it, man. It. I feel like I've been in these experiences before. <laughs> the awkward moments of like, I don't like that guy. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> Now we got to work together. Uh, How about I draw a line down the middle of the head so it looks like a butt? <laughs> <laughs> but Junior, dude, Junior Bevel, we're, we're, he's not a goon. We're humanizing him anyway. Yeah, yeah. He would have, had he shown up on time, he would have been the only one left in the room. That's he would have stayed. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. think he would have just been like, all right, sounds good. Yeah. He doesn't want to work his fucking million dollar job. He wants Webster, to, Webster, and Cohen. He wants to be somebody, dude. <laughs> Come on now. And Cohen. Great and dog Cohen. on that car. Oh, oh my God. That dog's amazing. Talking to his dad oh, with the yeah. dog. I love that. That, that car. <laughs> that car is dope. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so you can't have it for a prop because it's mine. I want God. that car. Oh, Damn. Son of a <laughs> My prop is that dog and car. I want the dog on the back of the car. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, one of the Jamaican bobsled jumpsuits. Dude, no. Yes. Actually, I can see you wearing that around. I'm going to go out in that, and the bulge is going to be okay looking. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay looking. You're going to fluff it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I would like Sanka's dreadlock piece <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah i want that that's what i want not his egg the broken the I one where this. they're training in the cold yep. weather they're doing cold weather training he pops his head out and he breaks a piece of his dread off because it's real. frozen and i was like oh 
I want that. Okay. I want that piece of dreadlock. I, I want that. Apparently, they covered oh, that. That was a, actually a very fucking hot uh, inside of an ice cream truck. Uh, they it was just all uh, dry ice, and they put it all over Sanka or Dougie Doug, the actor. Weird. Just gave him a little prop prop dread. Yikes. I got a question for you. So they're talking about he he John Irv Blitzer makes Sanka not the driver. He's like, I'm the driver. He's like, No, you're not. You're the brake man. I'm the driver. I'm the driver. You're the brake man. So. If Sanka's not going to be the driver, then he shouldn't even be on the team, right? I'm I'm just wondering like why they had them reversed because he's a uh, push Leon, car driver. Uh, Darius, yeah, Darius. Darius is the runner, and he's, he's the fastest. That's what I'm saying, right? Ir- Irv Blitzer is saying that the the most focused and driven person on the team I get has that. to be the driver. Yeah. So okay, so that makes sense. But then if that is the case, Sanka's not a not a runner. Right. No, so he's then be playing fi- catch up find another find another guy, right? Yeah, no kidding. It doesn't make sense in the grand scheme. It of things. really doesn't. Because he's going to be playing catch up the entire time to Completely. play Olympic. I would think the brake man's the most important runner because he's the last one pushing. That's yeah. what I would think too. I mean, they yeah, he gets them the momentum they need. Yeah. Right? Exactly. He's the last one to get in the bobsled. Yeah. I and, and, and if I was gonna put it there, I mean I I would think if it's not Darius, then it would be Yule. You'll break. Okay, yeah, you you'd know. be the break man. Yeah, true. You, that's a big, strong man, but you want back I don't there. Know, Irv, Irv's not really selling me here on this no. bobsledding thing. Like, do you really know, know what you're talking about? Yeah. Time Olympic gold medal champion. I'm, maybe you're going to get those stripped away. Oh, he did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> but Sanka provides in this moment uh, one of my favorite quotes of the movie that I use to this day. Uh, when he gets in the back, he goes, ooh, the back is nice. <laughs> Any, anytime I get in somebody's car in the back, I go, ooh, the back is nice. <laughs> Very rarely does anyone know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> Ooh, the, ooh, the <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> when they are training, and speaking of that, the, the beetle that John Candy's in, yeah. I like to think that that's how he just gets around. <laughs> like even like that is his car. Yeah, like he just <laughs> drives around Hollywood, just like with his head out of the sunroof, just like yeah, yeah just Dom, just John Candy, just what, just just like Fred Flintstoning it or exactly. something. Like <laughs> All right, so let's move this on. So scene three, the team's struggling to find the funding needed to get to the Olympics, but Junior provides the money to the team. They head to Calgary for the Olympic Games where the Jamaicans are not happy with the cold weather. Irv registers the team and uses a few favors to get them an old practice sled. After practicing in the cold and ice, they head to the track for their first practice run. They crash before making it down the hill and are ridiculed by all the other teams. The second run does not go much better. What is it with parents... And not wanting their kids to be athletes in movies. That's a great Why is question. that a trope? Why is that like why why wouldn't you want like I know I understand following the family steps and everything like that. So with uh geez, Junior's uh dad, it's just like yeah, he wants he wants him to follow in his steps, but why not like give I just don't understand this trope over and over and over again. I'll have none of, no 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 more of this nonsense. Yeah. Webster, Webster, and Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, dude, you're absolutely right. Wouldn't you think that if Junior, if Junior went to the Olympics and could put, I went to the Olympics on my resume, don't you think that's a really good? Wouldn't that be good for your family name? Isn't that just least? good for everything? I think yeah. Webster, Webster, and Cohen would appreciate that. Yeah, I would I mean, think so. Yeah, like, oh, we got an Olympian, an Olympian working in our office. At our office, yeah, you think you work hard? We got this guy working yeah, here. No, you know, <laughs> that's that's I, it. Writes itself. And, you know, and Junior could get on his social medias and be like, "I work for Webster, Webster, there you and go, Cohen. Webster, Webster. You, you want to be like, you want to be like Olympian me." Yeah. Come to Webster, Come to Webster, Webster, and, Webster and Cohen. You yeah. need help with your DUI? Webster, Webster, <laughs> and Cohen. 
<laughs> we want to help you. You got you got hurt on the job. Webster, Webster, Cohen. Come I'm on. Uh, I, that's you're absolutely right, man. I I bet you. I bet you guys twenty dollars each that when they go to the Olympics, his dad's going to show up again and be cheering him on. I bet you twenty dollars. You think so? You I'm think just so? going to bet you twenty dollars. I'll take that, I'll take that right, bet. Cool. There you go. Let's take that. You guys saw it. You saw that. You guys saw we'll it. Take that uh, them actually arriving in Canada, I think, is my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think that campy montage is just fuck because we've all you've all been there. You know, we live in Iowa and yeah. it's currently like zero degrees outside. <laughs> oh yeah, of yeah. Course. and you do get used to it. But we've been where let's say you go on a tropical vacation in the middle of winter. You're gone for seven days. You yep. come back. It hurts. It yes, that <laughs> you had enough time to adapt yourself to eighty in degrees your soul yeah. and in your body. Yes, yes. it is a deep. Deep, deep hurt. Yes, and like, so if, imagine living on an island your entire life in eighty degree temperatures, and then right. walking out to negative twenty five Celsius with wind chill. <laughs> with love, wind chill, I love that shot. Is <laughs> is one of my favorites that follows up with one of my favorite lines, which is it's all of them walking and it's all on pace, and then you see John Candy exit, and it's just like no one follows, <laughs> and it goes back. They just drop like, their luggage. Like what the fuck is going on? How does this exist you know what you i mean you don't know yeah <laughs> well it's one of those things like so i've i've said um i've gone on one of these vacations right where you do go you go to the island like an island right we we went to aruba uh, for our honeymoon right from my wife and i and uh, at oh, one yeah, point dude. i had told them i said yeah. you're married oh yeah, oh <laughs> yes still am well, that's a dope and uh, <laughs> and i was like okay cool uh yeah i had actually really never seen the ocean like the actual yeah. ocean, like until like I was here, like at uh, uh, one of these places, right? And then somebody says back to me, like a uh, worker that we've been friendly with, like somebody who we met out while we were bouncing around, like I've never seen snow, yeah. And I'm like, I've seen snow every year of my life, and if it's like part, it's For nine months. In me. And then, like you, you go back and you, you when you have those conversations yeah. of like how different it is and like how different these worlds are, you're like, yeah, I wouldn't walk the fuck out there either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then they follow it up. And he's like, "Well, you guys cold?" He's like, "Well, it's, it's not so much the cold that'll get; it's the humidity <laughs> that'll yeah, yeah. kill you." <laughs> and, well, and then Doris is like, "Sanka, what you smoking, man?" <laughs> I'm just breathing. I'm just breathing. Because <laughs> that's a thing. If you've never been in cold temperatures, you don't know that Yeah, yeah. smoke comes out of your mouth because the inside of your body is that much warmer than right. the outside. Yeah. You don't yeah. know that. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. do like how the, the music of the film emphasizes this, too, a little bit when they are like the shots of the plane come from like cool, like. You know, like hanging out, Jamaican music. It's like a nice and, you know, it feels like nice weather. If, if music could be a nice weather, you know, and then transitions into when they get to Canada and it's like a Canadian hillbilly blues. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it just, I mean, I it's, it. it seems like music that John Candy would listen to if he was Uncle Buck. <laughs> like, I just didn't get, like, the, the culture of Jamaica. Like, that makes sense if it's reggae music. But then they get to Calgary and it's what? like. Okay, but let me ask you this. I don't think. Calgary and Canada have a culture of music. I don't know. Either. So I don't like, know. Like, what is it? I don't, is it okay? Go. I don't know. <laughs> Nickelback. It's a lot. Of <laughs> Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Like, you know, <laughs> obvious choice here. What the fuck? Uh, did you guys notice who uh, Kurt was? 
No. Kurt. He's one the, of the old teammates. Yeah, he he's the guy that uh uh he was Irv's old coach. Yes, he he's the one that's a total fucking dick. Yeah. Yes. He Come is on, Kurt Dewey Cox's dad in Dewey Cox. Oh, no kidding. Walk hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrong kid died. Wrong kid died. <laughs> so that's he is a troped actor then, yes. basically. Yes. Oh no. Hey, those old teammates like fuck those guys, yeah. man. They they treat him like absolute shit. You're not allowed to be mean to John Candy. No. You can't do this. Um and you give him Except for Roger. Needs. Roger, we love hey, Roger. Hey, Roger was great, right? <laughs> At the same time, you have to think about this though. John Candy won uh, Irv Blitzer. Sorry, I got you. Got to separate it here, guys. Okay, it's really tough. I know. Irv Blitzer got his gold medals taken away for hiding weights in the front of his sled. Yes. That we find out. That means so does his teammates. So they so lost did their his gold teammates. Medals. They had to have had their gold medals taken away as well. And if you're an Olympian. Are you it's just going to be like, uh, oh, oh, it's not a big deal, man. <laughs> Sorry, I, man. I thought I know we, you just wanted to win. Yeah, we wanted to win too. We get it. Like I know. This do you movie, say that? No. This movie does take some liberties, but like a, I was looking at like a video or something like that, and apparently that's perfectly legal. Totally. Oh shit. To <laughs> add weight is, and it's actually recommended, right? They said it's a safety measure. Uh, they have minimum and maximum weights that they that are okay. allowed, and the weight of the sled's calculated by the total weight of the sled and crew. So they're allowed to add weight to get them to counter it a to count. Bit. Like if if their crew is less lighter. Okay. Then yep. they can add more weight. Yeah. But you know, you don't go over the maximum. Like you're not so allowed to. Okay. So maybe he added too much or something. I, I don't know. It seems like it's a safe. What they're saying is it's a safety thing. Like you can't be nah. less than this and you can't be more than this. Right. Or else you're going to crash and things are going to be sure. bad. Okay. So they're saying this is the weight limit. Go wherever you want inside of and it. It's really for your safety. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I see. And like this is kind of a. Also, kind of a weird thing for John Candy to betray because, like, he just does so much good in all the movies that he's in. Like, he's John Candy, and it seems like he's that, as we've come to suspect in real life, he's just such a fucking good guy. And so, like, when they brought up him cheating, I'm like, there'll be a stipulation later where it's like, it was this and that. But, like, when he admits it, I'm like, (laughs) oh, fuck, man. You're like, no. Yeah. Ah, But it's kind of cool to see him in that light. (laughs) You know, like, he did did do that. He made a mistake. Yeah. That's true. And you start running into the 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 meanness of the competitors, the mean East German guy. <laughs> hey, Jamaica, East uh, Germany, yeah. But I do love that line. Yul Brenner says people are always afraid of what's different. Mm-hmm. That's a cool. Throughout this whole movie, there's a lot of uh, things showing people maybe hating you because you're a different color or you're from a different country, and it shows that yeah. like you shouldn't do that kind of a thing. But again, things that didn't happen in real life, they were not bullied, right? People loved, loved them. It. Yeah, they were like, "Fuck yes, Jamaica!" And think about it from a, a bo- Olympic bobsled organization. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to bobsledding. But that's cool. Get the Jamaicans in here. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, it's somewhere where you think no one would ever bobsled. People are going to tune in and watch bobsledding. Yeah, they want to see this. Now. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, that none of this bullying happened. Everybody fucking loved the Jamaicans right off the bat. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's super cool. To, it's a, that's super cool to read. And it, I mean, like, I guess it's like you know, like paraplegics or something doing uh, uh, curling. I'll tune in. Have to tune I'll t- in. That's got to be brutal, man. Let's go. <laughs> fucking go. Dope as shit, right? That's awesome. <laughs> dope ass shit, man. <laughs> Give me that. Do you, do you guys see the fulfillment of the sport of bobsledding? I do not. No. Because <laughs> I, I was I'm going to be honest with you. No. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it the other day going, okay, you're on a four-man bobsledding team. 
you're unless you're the driver who's got so much pressure on him, you're you just run really hard for five seconds and then just put your head down. So you're you're riding a roller you, coaster. I guess you lean. Maybe but you're a weight man. You're riding a roller coaster with your head down, yeah. like not seeing anything that's happening. You're right. just going, oh god, oh god, oh god. Like it just seems so unfulfilling to if, me. It, if you are like a fan of bobsledding or anything like that and you know more and like you like tell us give us I the would glory love to hear give us the glory of the sport because it just doesn't seem like an athletic feat right to me, what, you know? Yeah. Other than getting going and the absolute insanity <laughs> yeah, that ensues nine miles the bravery alone is probably <laughs> maybe why that's <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's why. Because seeing like you've seen that was it was it like last Olympics or something like that? There was like the whole team diet or some shit. Uh, that, really? It was like oh a God. really brutal crash. Maybe maybe eight years ago or something like that. But I can't imagine going that. Every fast. run is death defying. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? Dude. I do kind of want to see it in person though. Oh, I'd love I bet to it'd see be it. fucking. It's awesome. like the first time you ever saw a, an Olympic-sized halfpipe yeah. for snowboarding. Oh, Have you ever oh. seen one in person? No, no. You see it on TV and you're like, oh, that's cool. But then you see it in real life. The walls are 25 feet tall and it's at an incline like this. Hell track level. <clears throat> yeah. So it, you dude. you're looking at a bobsled track, going, okay, whatever. But I have to imagine that it is just. Steep oh, as God, fuck, dude. and they're going ninety miles an hour past. Boom! It's it is it is the quintessential. Let's be honest, guys. It's like, hey, uh, the four of us in this room, we're gonna, <laughs> oh my God. we're gonna do a bobsled team. We could do that. <laughs> we could do it. We okay. could do that. Okay, so who's, who's, who's the driver? Yeah. Who's driving? Who's driving? Okay, let's who do, do we it. trust our life with? Who's that's the gonna, most that's focused? Gonna, who's the most focused? Literally, Jeremy's driving this podcast right now, <laughs> so he should probably be Jeremy. <laughs> Um, I am. Who's the fastest runner? Ooh. Uh, well, if I still had good knees, I'd put myself <laughs> in that. But you know, I'm not. So I could be pretty. Fa- I could be fast. I, I think could, maybe I, think I could be fast. You might. You might want me at as a as a number two because okay. the most weight just going down. Okay. You okay. know, okay. that's fine. That's fine. I'll take Middle break, man. You're, you're third man. Okay. Your break move. So, I'll take break, man. All right, there we go. So right. we got our we got our bobsled team. All right, right. Uh, this is our last podcast ever. And We're going to go. the Olympics. All see right. you guys. See you on NBC. See I ya. love it. Later. We'll see you. We'll see you February third. <laughs> all right, uh, but <laughs> you're just like this is quintessential. Like you're talking about. Yeah. Have you ever seen it in real life? No, we haven't. So naturally, I'm just at home eating cheese balls <laughs> on a couch, just like. Uh, no, no the, the, oh, that sucks. That's, that's not that fucking hard. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and hey, just, hey, listen, you're the champion at that. You know, let's, let's just put that out there. Like, everyone's a champion at their own thing, and we're all champions at looking at our phones yeah. and judging people. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just one big judgment. <laughs> that's that's the gosh. that's the Olympics in general for me. Is me sitting at home going. You fucked up on that triple sow cow. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking idiot. Oh, my God. They're going to mark you for that. Oh. <laughs> Must suck to suck. Yeah. That was a bad musical choice for your rendition of your gymnastic dance. Oh, you he know? touched He touched the wall like the bobsled hit the wall. Yeah, yeah. That's a deduction. No. Sorry. Yeah, you, you started too soon for your run. I don't know. <laughs> over the line. Oh. I'm sorry, Smokey. You're over the line. <laughs> rules are rules. <laughs> this isn't Nom. <laughs> 
All right, so while, while they're out in a bar that night, Yule Jr. and Sanka get into a fight with the German team members. Therese and Irv are not happy, but the team started training and getting their minds back into focus. The next night, the team qualifies for the Olympics. While celebrating, Irv gets a letter from the judges informing him that the Jamaican team has been disqualified. Irv angrily confronts the men in charge and convinces them to reinstate the Jamaican team. After the opening ceremony, Junior's father arrives and tells him to come home. Junior stands his ground, much to Yule's delights. Did you guys hear a TIE fighter sound effect when they were whipping by? In the, did you hear that? It's purposeful. <coughs> Wait, they, what? They put a TIE fighter sound effect in uh, when they were going down. Like It's just like one quick shot of them skipping down the fucking During ice. like the, 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 the trial run, during yeah. the qualifying run? The yeah. real run? Like, yeah. Whatever they sound like. Jeremy knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy knows. Jeremy, you check that for us? Thanks, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh I shit. didn't know that. Yeah, it's, if you watch it back, it's, a, it's like a little quick TIE fighter sound. <laughs> Untra- I like, I'm going to keep throwing untrackable facts to Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> you you, check, like, you check this. Uh, the, that's the sound they make. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you. Anyway. <laughs> We'll, we'll have to keep saying this till we get a camera on the man, but Jeremy is the one in charge of our YouTube. He's got all these beautiful cameras here. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, I do like you the fact, fact too, that. That, that the German guy, the, the, like they're the guy that's they meet in the bar again here, too. His name's Josef Gruel. His <laughs> real just, name? Just No, just in the character, character name. His character's name is Josef Gruel. <laughs> Irv says, like, oh, yeah, that's Josef Gruel. Josef well, Gruel. Well, it, that's, that's actually, if you, if you translate that, Specifically to American, like to English, it's actually Joe Cool. Ah, so Yo Ghoul is Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Yeah, you get it. Can you check that, Jeremy? Yeah, you check that. Out. <laughs> Tran- check that translation for me, real quick, man. Thank he's, you. He's on the Marlboro. He's the Marlboro man. <laughs> I also the jacket. He is. I did not realize that apparently, like late '80s. Canada was a country music hotspot. See, and everybody has cowboy hats on. I was questioning the, the music transition earlier, and then they got to this, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess. Is this what we do here in Calgary? I think, yeah. like, you think they're a different country, but I guess it's just, they're just our northern neighbors. Northern neighbors. You know? Square dance. It's just colder where they do it. Yeah. That's all it is. I, di- I really dig the, the, the transformation of Yule Brenner. Uh, and then, which leads to the transformation of Junior Bevel. Right? Yeah. Is that, that scene where he's like, no, no, no. He takes him into the bathroom. He's like, I see pride. I see mm-hmm. power. Oh, I see a badass mother that don't take no lip off of nobody. It's very it's emotional. Cool. It's really good. And the best part is Yule, Yule just wants to get him pumped up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't expect that he's going to run out the door. <laughs> and then um, he, he where are you going? He does it. He just takes <laughs> yeah. it. Like, oh, shit. Hey, I <laughs> oh, created shit. a monster. <laughs> you can't do that. It's, he's going to destroy you, Junior. <laughs> it, it's funny. When I when I need to get like uh, worked up and pumped up for like a workout or something, like up, when, up, up. Yeah. when we're about to go ahead and podcast, before you guys actually show up here, I'm I'm in the shower and I just turn the turn the water down to like super cold, but then I have I have uh, thunder and lightning from Rad no, playing, no. Yep. but yeah. then overdubbed with I see pride, I see power, I see a bad. Mo-. That's what I do to listen. That's what I listen yeah. to to get I, pumped up. I do a similar thing, but yeah. I have one of those mirrors in, in the shower that's kind of like you know that no fog mirrors or whatever. And yeah, whenever yeah. I look at it, I look like an orangutan that just got out of the river. <laughs> It's fun. <laughs> and so it kind of diminishes my power. 
trying, trying, to, your power, I'm yeah. trying to go for. Yeah. Yeah. I see a badass orangutan that just got out of the river. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's, it's not good. Uh, I just have a John Farnham montage in my head, but you're an orangutan. I got it. Okay. I like their dynamic. The, those these two, Yul Brenner and Junior, they're dynamic together because they learn so much from each other in yeah. such yeah. a short span. Guys, the Yul Brenner is such a powerhouse of a, of a dude teaching this kind of like, you know, like menial, like kind of softer human to to be kind of like a man, you yeah. know. And then opposite, Junior's yeah. kind of teaching him to be like, hey, people aren't so bad, you know, yeah. just let people in a little bit. Well, and then they have that flipped moment now where, uh, you know, Yul's talking about how he's going to go live in this pot, this palace because mm-hmm. Sanka's kind of being a dick. And then, he and then he's, yeah, he, like that's where Sanka almost takes it over the line. Like, hey, bro, I thought you were this fun, loving, well, cool guy. Well, he's cooking spam on a hot plate. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah, but then, then I've been there, man. Junior comes to his rescue. He's like, no, no, man, listen, you go get your palace. Like, you know what? Yeah, man. That's where the Queen of England lives. But fucking, you go, you work hard enough, you'd be like my dad, who had nothing and now is the, one of the richest guys in Jamaica. You go get it. Yeah. If I could, I would just have a sitcom. Of those two, man. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Turns out after the Olympics, they got an apartment together. They got an apartment. Just... Oh, an apartment together. <laughs> That's what they do. Genius. I would. Love I would that. watch that. I would watch that, and then like Sanka can be a re- reoccurring yeah. character. You know what I mean? He, he oh, opens the yeah. door, and everybody goes. Yeah. yeah. And he has to. He has <laughs> to wait creamer. for five seconds before he can say his his line. Every time he comes in, he trips over the door, and, the, and they yeah. ask him if he's dead. He's like, Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey. <laughs> he said it. He, he said, said the line. The line. Uh. <laughs> Fuck. This is copyrighted shit. If anyone's listening, yeah. you can't take this. You can't no. steal our idea. Nope. <laughs> uh, I do need to mention uh, when they name the sled, though. Yeah. It's my favorite. Like, what are we going to call it? He goes, how about Tallulah? Tallulah. Tallulah. Sounds Whoa. like a cheap whore or some shit. <laughs> it, it, it was my mother's name. Tallulah's good. Tallulah. I like no, Tallulah. Tallulah. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. name. What, what about you, Star? What are we going to call it? I say we call it Cool Runnings. Hey. And I, I want to come out and I want to admit this to everyone that uh, on my in my yearbook, my senior quote was, peace be to journey. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to admit that to everybody. Did your picture have like rocket <laughs> did. Yep. I had like, I, color. that year. I had the the hat, like the fake hat with the dreadlocks on. Yeah. And peace be the journey, though. I I, <laughs> I know that's stupid, but like it's a that's a nice sentiment. Peace be the journey, right? Of 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 the sled, of their lives, of everything. Like that's a very nice Disney Jamaican yeah. sentiment. And forgive that us. That was my yearbook yeah, quote. I love it. Forgive us if it's because I don't know because the Rastafarian is like a religious movement. Yes. I don't know if it's like offensive to be talking about it in this light at all. So sorry. I'm just I'm just not I'm just ignorant about this, I guess. But like it is a great thing to keep in mind. Like peace be the journey. It's it's, it's, it's such a good message yeah. overall. And it seems like their whole culture is kind of based on that. And it just yeah, I think that's why people are attracted to it. Yeah, Rastafarian Farianism is based off of the belief that Holly Selassie was the king, uh, and I'm again, I'm probably gonna butcher this. Was the king of like Africa at one point, okay. and and that he will return, and he's God, and he will come back, and marijuana is totally acceptable, Fuck and yeah, yeah. it's a, it's Fuck a it, you can read a bunch about it. Like I got into Bob Marley quite a bit when I was younger, Same. and that's where you can learn a lot about that. And yeah, it's it's a beautiful, it's a Buddhist type, like just hey, sure. just treat everybody good, man. Everything's great. No. You got a lot. You can't be mad at that. No, at all. 
Your beard says "Peace be the whiskey," but that's it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, right? Give me, your shit. beard says, give me some bitters. Yeah. High proof be the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then, but then I think this is John Candy's best moment in the movie is when he goes into the IOC. Yes. Oh, and yeah. he fights oh, for him. God, that, is, that is John Candy for me. This is, this is everything I want. Um, I didn't say that the my, my shower montage ends with John Candy <laughs> fighting for my rights. Do what you want to me. Yeah. But don't take it away from these guys. Yeah. yeah. And I'm one of those guys in this scenario. <laughs> thanks, John. I'm like, thanks, John. <laughs> thanks, man. Okay, let's go. I really needed that, dude. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this is like, I, I want to say, I want to like, if they were, I, I, I want to go back and see if like there's a YouTube memoriam of like if they had for him at the Oscars or something like that, or if there's anything like that yeah, online. Do, this right? is one of his great scenes, I, I got to say. Like, there's so much because it's like I said. There's you don't see him in a negative light really ever in his career. Yeah, uh, and then like he did cheat. Like that's got kind of sucks. I don't want that for him, you know. Yeah. And then, like to see him redeem himself right here, then and there. I mean, like don't take it out on me, not them. Like they deserve to be here. I I really don't. To be right. honest, you know, yeah, yeah. it is very, very human, and I just that's that's John Candy. As every episode we do with John Candy, it's it just seems like the man. It's one of those things, like when there's a moment in a movie like this that is like obviously there's supposed to be comedy to it. There's a major juxtaposition of these Jamaicans who are in the bobsled world in Calgary. Yeah. That's what ju- that's the definition of juxtaposition. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, and, that's the whole point of the movie. Yeah, it, it, correct. And you're, you're like, there's going to be comedy that ensues, but when you have this moment in a movie like this that breaks you into this moment of focus. That you're like, God, yeah. Like, and and just for some reason, every now and again, like you'll find this in a movie, and this is the moment in this movie for sure that like you're not laughing about anything, you're not thinking yeah. about any of the laugh moments you had. You were literally focused on John Candy and the and what he's trying to express to this board of 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 people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's brilliant, man. I really do love it. Uh, even when they do qualify for like you stand up cheering and everything like that, you know, like they, they get the under the, under the minute, just, just oh. by a hair, you know? Uh, but it is, it is a, a, a cool testament to this movie. Cause they, like what I said in the beginning is like, they wanted it to be more funny, but or it was, it was ultimately more of just like a sports movie, yeah. uh, the first draft, but they wanted it to be more funny. I think it's both because it's really funny, but in that moment, you're like, fuck yes. They did know? it. They did make it, you know? Uh, it's one of those kind of rare movies. I mean, I know like Miracle is more of a serious movie. There's not really many comedic moments and of a it. Pretty damn true story, too. Great, yeah. great movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's very true. It's actually very true. Not true at Turns all. Turns out but... they did lose the game, <laughs> yeah. but in real life. But... Great movie, but uh, like like in this movie, it, it does it does hold that those two tones together really, really well. Yeah. And I feel every emotion. Well, let's finish this off. So on the first day of competition, after a bad run, the team is in last place. The team realizes that they are trying to be something they aren't and fully embrace their Jamaican side. It works because the next day's run was much better. On their final run, the Jamaican team is looking like they might win a medal, but the old sled falls apart and causes a crash. They pick up the sled and carry it across the finish line where everyone around them cheers. I do like how they count in German. Yeah, but, uh, S- Swiss. But is Swiss. that what they speak in Switzerland? It's eins, zwei. That's uh, technically that's German, German, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Do they speak? 
<laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy coming through. Dude, we back. didn't even what? ask him. Thanks. <laughs> God, he's good. You're right. Yeah, because he's copying the Swiss team because he thinks that's what they're supposed to right. do. Right. I like how they do that. Like it's like this is like that's Dutch. how bobsled is is counted down. Well, well Darius is just he, he's a he's not in this. He doesn't know anything about the sport, so he's just watching the Swiss team going. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's exactly. what I got to do. And he right. he starts hitting his teammates on the head because that's yeah. what the Swiss team do. They're like, get the fuck off me. What are you doing? That's a really good point. It's he's he's taking this as uh, this is what successful people yes. do in this world, yep. which I'm so sure we'll what, do it. what he's watched maybe his dad beforehand. Yep. Well, this is what my dad did to be successful in what he did at the time. So I'm going to do this now in this sport because this is what successful people do. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. This is my favorite part of the movie. I think the biggest lesson of the movie is there. The first race went bad yeah. and Sanka confronts Doris about the Einstein's drive stuff, you know, like, and he says, he says, all I'm saying, man, is if we walk Jamaican, talk Jamaican and is Jamaican, then we sure as hell better bobsled Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah. Like it reminds Doris that there's such a valuable lesson of, copying other people's styles and not being yourself and not being authentic that they're like, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Let's just be. And then they show up singing and dancing yeah. and they rented a truck and they're singing the bobsled yeah. team. They do their new, uh, get them up, feel the rhythm, feel the yeah. right. Like then all of a sudden things work out better because they're relaxed and they're chilling out. And, and before this, even the announcers, like they're when they're uh, not qualifying, but doing the actual race before they kind of realize what they need to do and just kind of be themselves. Like the announcers are even just like that. I don't see this team even getting a gold medal, bronze or a silver, you know, it's yeah. just like, that's how announcers talk about the Hawkeyes. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me just break this down a little bit. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I can't get. I can't Hawkeye get into football, it. baby. Go Hawks! Go Hawks! Yeah. Hey, come on, hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hot guys. <laughs> no, you're right. It is a really cool message, and I, I love how they show back up. And it's just like people eat that shit up too. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not just a sport. It is it is kind of a PR thing as well. And again, some more things that that actually didn't happen in real life. The uh, the in real life they crash because of driver error. Right. Oh, is that right? Not a sled malfunction. And you know that again, that makes for a better story to be like, no, they were, yeah, doing, great. They were doing great. And then that damn sled fell apart. And in fact, the sled was never borrowed. They 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 somebody gave them a sled right away because they loved the Jamaican team so much. So there was no old sled. There yeah. was. There, it didn't. It crashed. It was driver error. Like you hit the wall and then couldn't correct and crashed. Which is like talking about like our our last week's episode of nihilism of the matrix and stuff like that. It's like it's nice to find out that real life was actually a little bit more nice. Yeah, <laughs> than no it's in the movie. You know? God damn. <laughs> like oh yeah, fuck yeah, it was my fault. Shit. Yeah, exactly. I to be honest, like while I was watching this movie, I would, I honestly kept on thinking to myself, oh that's cool, they got a new sled. Like they just painted this new decal on it, yeah. And I just, I was like, that's not the same sled. In my head, there was never a moment. Oh shit! As a kid, that I believed it was the sl the same sled. You just thought the new sled. I was just like, oh cool, the new sled. Well, they should have kept the old one. Well, why didn't they just use the old one if they did so good with it? It's, I think it's common fact if you paint something that's really, really old, yeah. like, in a new color, yeah. it, it's 
better in every single way. Gotcha. So gotcha. That's probably where you were thinking that. Well, I don't blame you. No, yeah. And apparently, apparently, you uh, you drive these sleds as if you're flying a kite. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's <laughs> yeah. just strings. It's not a steering wheel. That's not it at all. <laughs> and that's what you do. That's how I'm, the world exists. We're assuming that's correct. Right? I have to assume. There's never been any dispute in my <laughs> no mind. No one's ever Mike, showed me what it was. No like. one's shown me anything other than this movie about bobsledding. I like uh, <sighs> one. Of, I think it's John Candy's. One of his lines is, "If you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it." Yeah, I love that oh, line man. in this movie. When talking about gold medals and shit yeah. like that, when he was, uh, I think he's talking Darius down yep. about Darius like, asked Darice why asked he him, and that line just sums it up for me. And um, uh, it just it just makes it uh, makes his character. And John Candy, the the man, just be even more lovable, you know? Does that mean that Doris says you had two gold medals, you had it all, why'd you do the thing you did? Does that mean he cheated after he got his gold medals? Oh, geez, I don't know. I don't... That's tough. Either he cheated to get them, or then he went to the next Olympics and and cheated. Right. Well, it sounds like to me, maybe, like, they just kind of, like, investigated him, maybe? Yeah. Like, after he did win Okay. And they just kind of, like... Look through the sled. Maybe then they found weights or something yeah. like that. That's okay. what it seemed like That's to tough. me. That's tough. Yeah, uh, like I was just like, uh, th- these are just the little <laughs> moments that happened well, to me. You'll be happy to know it didn't happen in real life. So there's <laughs> really, right. we just made it up. Sounds good, there's man. No herb blitzer. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, weights are fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh wait, oh wait. So everything that happened in this movie uh, was legal. Great. It's make believe. It. It's all. It's all make believe. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that's the thing about well, movies. It's. Kind of crazy. <laughs> you want to tell a good story? Yeah, <laughs> Disney. The, well, the cra- like Sean said earlier, the crash scene, uh, the, except for the extremely close-up shots, yeah. shots that was actual real footage of them crashing. It looked yeah, like yeah. the dude's head got ripped off. Yeah, dude, where his head's up against Several the wall. Several times. How do you walk away from that? Oh God, dude. It's terrifying. Your your neck is just at the mercy of an ice slide. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so that that really did happen because there is footage there. Uh, but then I questioned. I go, why didn't they? Why did they lift up this bobsled and like put it on their shoulders and carry it? Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. They just put. There's footage of the guy that the main driver just walked down and he just kind of walked down and he was waving while some security guards came and they all pushed the sled like separately down no, down across the. See, that, you know, I don't. I don't like that. Sounds that <laughs> sounds like an Olympic athlete. To I don't me. like that. It more so. Yeah. So, uh, like, when when real life is better, that's actually that's actually no. I don't. Better. That's not better. That's I, when I love, cinema's better. Is, is this point? Put it on your shoulders and then yeah. th- is this the only time a slow clap has worked for you? Uh, it's certainly oh, it's certainly a, one open. of three. <laughs> what are the other slow claps? We'll get there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I I don't know. I I just I te- I still teared teared up it's at this great. one. Like it's such a cool moment. It's Hans really Zimmer soundtrack in the background. The the mean old East German guy. Uh, yeah. It makes yes. sense that 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 yo cool <laughs> yo ghoul is is starting the the East German guy is is starting it for Hans. In this, and you got the music that's happening. And have you ever been a part of a slow clap? I've never had. It doesn't happen in no. real life. There's no such thing. No, God they don't exist. It. Doesn't um, happen. You're right. I want to. It never happens. I want to be you, unplugged. Can Fuck you, this. Life. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine being like like a ways off from wherever that was, but still within earshot and just like way off? You just hear. It. But then it. Is that a slow clap? Oh, it's, it's oh. getting closer. Yes. Okay. 
All right. It's like when a rainstorm starts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like you're just like, oh shit! If somebody start, somebody's oh, doing something. a slow clap. Dude, that's yeah. badass. Slow <laughs> something crazy happened. Yeah. <laughs> just, all right, I'll be a part of this. Yeah. Cool. Why not? <laughs> We're drinking beers too. Oh god, dude. Oh. Uh, and like at the same time, again, I got to go back to my kid brain here, right? Um, you see this and they're like, oh man, yeah, they are. They're carrying yeah. it across real integrity move, right? That's what I thought in my kid brain. Real integrity move. And then at the same time, so and I'm just like, fuck yeah, I'm slow clapping too while I'm watching this movie. And you're like, so those guys got the gold, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just gave it to him, right? Because the Olympics are all about integrity, right? <laughs> like, they were no. so fast that they still crossed the line. <laughs> yeah, they still did. That thought crossed my mind. I'm like, they gave it to him, right? They gave him the gold, right? Like, honorary gold? Isn't that a thing? Uh, like, that, that's what, Participation? Uh, yeah. Come they, on. They no, won. They, I, sorry, they did not. Oh, uh, what? No, but what they the returned fuck? as equals Oh, four years later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it said. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody else appreciated that, too, because they would have gotten their doors blown off by the fucking Jamaican <laughs> doors team. Doors <blown> <laughs> Yo, we better be friends with these guys because <laughs> they're be fucking friends. really fast. Now that, they, really now that they're... Man. Bobsledding Jamaican? Holy shit. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Damn, son. Uh, you know. Uh, Scott Scott Ganter from the Thought Catalog came up with this, and of course I'm paraphrasing a bit. He made that name up. Scott Ganter. No. Uh, throughout, he, he made the point that throughout the movie, none of the characters finished their races, right? Yule, Darius, and Junior got tripped up in the qualifier, and they just give up, right? They... They they don't decide, well, I'm still going to walk across that finish line with pride. They just, well, I got tripped. I left. Same with Sanka. He crashes his push cart right before the finish line and then just like, oh, fuck this. I guess I don't, right. I'm not going to win this race. Good. Uh, so like earlier in the movie, they had no reason to finish because they were trying to prove their worth to others. Okay. To try to, Doris was trying to prove how cool he was and like, I'm going to be following my father's footsteps. Yeah. Uh, but this time they are finally finishing to prove their worth to themselves, like okay. which in turn earns everyone's respect. Mm -hmm. The fact that they actually took it to carry that, say, no, we're finishing this race. It shows how much they've all changed in the movie. And I thought that was a cool sentiment. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. I, like that I do lot. like that. Yeah. they And actually he pointed out that they don't cross the finish line in the bobsled. They cross the finish line like a sprinter does on their feet. Ah, yeah. Cool Full runnings, circle. man. Cool runnings, dude. Full, Full circle. Running. Full circle, baby. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a great ending, man. I'm good. I, I can like see it. clearly now the rain is gone. Yeah, yeah. great stuff. Well, should we... Uh, uh, one last thing is probably going to bring all this whole thing down. All right. But uh, Hans Zimmer, who did the score for this, it's kind of a lot of island... Uh, Jamaican kind of vibes, like a lot of those drum, lot yep. of island drums and stuff like Steel that. Steel pants in in the soundtrack. Um, a lot of uh, that as well in another movie that he did, uh, True Romance. Same kind of similar score. I just kind of noticed that, like when when it said his name, and then I heard the music. I'm like, oh, it kind of reminds me of True Romance. And uh, so if you watch, I don't know if he like recycled that because it's also in the '90s Maybe. as well. Um, but uh, cool scores, I like them a lot. Hans Zimmer's amazing. Cool, cool runnings. Cool runnings. Cool. <laughs> Runnings of music. True romance. Same amount of syllables. Hey. What? Hey. What? What? TikTok that, man. <laughs> Matrix? I don't know. Uh, right? Yeah. Well, we did it. Uh, we made it to the end. We got to give our rating, our critical review, modern day rating. AJ, what do you got? 
I still have a lot of fun when I watch this movie, man. Uh, it's it's hard not to be there with John Candy, especially. Um, you, you've got like I, I am actually I really like Leon. Uh, as an actor, yeah. he was. Uh, I really do like him, especially like in this and the Temptations um, uh, movie that they made. Dougie Doug is hilarious. Um, I, I don't know, man. I I still have a really great time watching this movie. Uh, I, I'll I'll watch it anytime it's on. Am I gonna go way far out of my way to throw it on? Maybe not, but at the same time, I love watching it. So I'm gonna give this a six point. Eight. 6.8 for the age. Just Sean, what do you got, man? Uh, everything AJ said. That's uh, perfect. It's it's fun. It's a John Candy. Um, and even like John Candy driven movies could be great with, by just him. But this movie's great because of the bobsled team uh, or whoever it is, Bill or Bob. I don't know. <laughs> but um, the, the whole the whole cast and, and everyone's journeys are, are fully realized. And I love that about it. Um, I'm going to give it a 6.5. 6.5 for Sean. Uh, this is so rewatchable for me. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you could put this on at any point. It's yep. fun. There's not, uh, there's not much wrong with it. The, the thing that brought me down quite a bit on this viewing is the, to learn that the majority of it wasn't true. Sure. That's kind of like, eh, okay, yeah. I would have, I'd like screw the internet era. Like, I just want to believe it's true. Just say you made a new movie. <laughs> just say you t- you're telling a new story. Don't, don't base it on it, that. Instead of saying based on a true story, it should say based on a true story. And then said, the only thing that's true is that Jamaican did have a bobsled team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Exactly. <clears throat> now I'm good. I'm ready to roll. So for me, like uh, seven point three, like it's just a solid, solid movie. Yeah. That gives us a an overall group critical rating of six point eight six, which is gonna put us right at right above Rad, right below the Burbs. I like it. I buy that. I buy that too. I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our overall group rating is gospel. So yeah, absolutely. Because because you're gonna yeah. have somebody that might be kind of a fanboy, but then the other two might bring them back down. So this yeah. is gospel. Yeah, Un- unfortunately, I would probably say I watch this more than the Burbs for show. Yeah, but uh, but. You know, with Rad, I don't know. Gonna maybe that it's for right show, man. Good stuff. Well, hope you enjoyed the episode. It means the world to have you here. Tune in next Wednesday for another great episode. We're going to be doing top five, bringing it back. Top five rom coms, which which you may go ooh rom coms, but I I'm going to put out the thing there. We'll talk about it next week. That I mean, rom coms I think are some of the best movies. Some of my oh, yeah. favorites. Some of some of the best movies out there. And we're going to go back to reviews. Uh, we're doing Groundhog Day. On Groundhog Day. Wow. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And if you're new to the podcast, go back in time. This time last year, check out our mini bite about life and death of the video rental store. Oh, yeah. That that didn't get many listens. (laughs) It's one of the least listened to episodes we did, but I also think it's one of the most important ones. I mean, that is the basis of this. It's super important. It's super. There's a lot of information about what actually happened back then Mm -hmm. and and why we don't do this anymore. We don't have VHS. So that's a fun one. I think you should go back and listen to it. Please do. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Please stay in touch with us by following on all of our social media platforms at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and Confused Be Fast on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice right now.
Also, we have merch. You know you want to rep the Confused Breakfast in public. Mugs, stickers, shirts, all kinds of goodies. Go to confusedbreakfast.com for a direct link. And don't forget about our voicemail number, 319-804-9596. Links to everything you could ever need from us are in the show notes or at confusedbreakfast.com. This includes a way to follow all of us individually in our personal projects that we want you to check out. Mission of the day, tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.